And welcome back to the Yankee Nation podcast. This will be the Tuesday episode of just me and Ryan. Uh, we're going to be breaking down the Red Sox series kind of after the All-Star break. The Yankees win it with a 2-1 victory. Well, 2-1 series victory and first game got rained out. And we're going to start off with this rain out because Ryan has some news about that. Well was not was not really a rain out it was a it was covid issues that led to that it. too but, uh, oh the rain um, out was the next day my bad rain out yeah um so i was on i had tickets for thursday and then i picked up my friend i drove in track traffic all the way back to my town to go down to the train station we get on the train and we sit down and one minute later game is postponed due to COVID issues within the Yankees. So <laughs> it was, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. Um, you know, of course we, we do have uh, the option to trade in tickets and what, I mean, the game is post postponed to August 17th, the first game of a doubleheader, which I will not be going to, I will be trading in those tickets and I'll be going to one of the Orioles or Mariners games in a couple weeks. Um, you know, Brian picks me as his Yankee hopeful uh, yes. because you know he was hoping I would be the good luck charm. And, uh, you know, I was already disappointed when they named uh, Domingo Herman as the starter for that night because I was planning on seeing Garrett Cole pitch. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, you know, still a good weekend for the Yankees and I'll be end up I'll just end up going to a later game. <laughs> yeah well you definitely have to let us know when that game comes around so we can pencil in the w for that day yeah um yeah. to get into the more game stuff game one did eventually happen with the yankees with a whole slew of not prospects but just triple a guys that yankee fans have kind of been asking to be called up just because of how bad some of the yankee how, how bad some of the stretches of the yankee team has had so ambergie park allen all got their shot to kind of see what they got because of so many people we're out with COVID, which we went through every single person in Monday's episode. So definitely check that out. Every single mm-hmm. person. There, there, there's a lot of injuries, a lot of COVID stuff. And so it made sense. Uh, game one. <clears throat> game one, that was going to be game two. 4-1 loss to the Red Sox. And... Montgomery got to trouble early, second inning, giving up three runs, and that was kind of the day. But what what do you think stands out to you more? The lack of Yankee run support or him giving up three runs in the third inning? How do you um. – I mean, I, I honestly like the the run support has been awful for Montgomery yeah. because, like, you know, I, I think it was like four or five games in a row where 
Monty has not had runs scored while he's been pitching. Yeah, like, like that's haven't scored. And, and he's pitched okay games, but like, you know, he had the three run second, and then it was just like, it doesn't. F- I, I don't know. You just didn't have a feel like it was going to happen. You know, <laughs> um, this whole game was it was like. It's like, oh, man, this is just going to be, like, the start of a horrible weekend. But, you know, I mean, luckily, that was, that wasn't the case. Um, yeah. It, it was just a whole lot of nothing in this game, to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, okay, we're okay. Justin Wilson gives up a home run in the, I don't know, the seventh inning to J.D. Martinez. It's like, all right, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> We aren't scoring anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't like the Yankees were gonna somehow figure out a way to get three runs. They only what they managed three hits and three walks. They got on base six times. They were zero and three with runners in scoring position, just meaning they really didn't have the opportunities to do so. And uh, yeah, I. Well, what do you expect when you got Giddens, Ambergy, LeCastro, kind of yeah. Gardner's batting sixth? Like you got an odd lineup where Odor's batting third again. So. Yeah, there, that was not a surprise at all for yeah, <laughs> no. to go that way. No. Um. Yeah. A precursor for later events in the series, though. Greg Allen pinch hit and got a hit, and he had one of the hits in the game. So, they, you know. Greg Allen, man, that's <laughs> like I said before we started recording. That's that's my guy now. That's my if if he finds a way to when the when people start coming off the IL, if he finds a way to stay uh-huh. stay up, he- I'm gonna be very excited. You kind of can't take him out of the lineup after the re- the last couple of days, too. You know. No, you can't. <laughs> so, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But uh, this is the game where Tim Castro gets hurt, and that we talked about that a little bit in the last episode, and that kind of really sucked and really feel for him. Kind of, I really was hoping that he'd have a good year with the Yankees. I know he's under contract a couple more years after this season and you know we'll see him next year but it would it would have been really nice to see him this year kind of fit exactly what we needed yeah how i don't know do you do you want to talk about the montgomery run support because i feel like how do you go about that like, how do you fix I mean, that? I mean, you just got to hope he keep, he keeps pitching well, you know? I mean, it's really it, it's really nothing. But, I mean, the, the days where the Yankees are scoring are not lining up when Monty has been pitching, and that's pretty much it, you know? And Monty has been yeah. – he's had the right approach in the post-game press conferences too. He's been like – He's been saying, like, oh, I can't allow I can't allow that three run inning to happen, you know? And yeah. he's like, I don't care what the offense does, I can't allow that to happen. And 
I mean, he seems motivated and he has been, I mean, eventually if you keep pitching like at least decent games, you should be getting rewarded for it for them eventually. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully when the Yankees get <laughs> some of these guys back from COVID the, that the offense will start to resurge. It'll be a resurgence a little bit. And then the Yankees may be making a trade or two as well. So, yeah. And I think that this was, not that this was the issue with Tyone's like early in the season where Tyone would give up. Tyone had a lot of issues early in the season and we're going to get to kind of him becoming something we kind of hoped at the start of the season, but it just took him some time. But in the start of the season, like he would just give up like two solo shots and Mm -hmm. he would lose because he'd be taken out of the game five innings in down two nothing. And you'd be like, all right, maybe we should get him some run support to get him some confidence. And now the Yankees are kind of piling it on, but that's game three. And he's kind of figured out a way to, on top of the Yankees giving him a lot of run support, he's figured it out. But again, getting, yeah. getting ahead of myself. Um. Anything else about this game you want to kind of touch upon? Um, not really. There wasn't really much else to talk about as well. <laughs> y- Yankees you know. pretty much struggled. Yeah, jo- Jordan Montgomery. I was looking at a baseball reference, and he is fourth in WAR for the Yankees. So, mm-hmm. well, who are the top five Yankees this year? I mean, Judge has to be up there. Cole. Right. Cole. Do you Cole want the numbers Judge. or? No, just top five. Cole, Judge, Loisaga, Montgomery, yeah. and Green. Makes and sense. The, run, yeah. the runner-up would be Urshela. Yeah. Judge so, getting Judge and Urshela back eventually would be huge. So. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's if they can get back, I would be very excited. And especially with Greg Allen, the new Yankee All Star. So, Red Sox killer. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, game two. This is the almost rain out game, kind of spearheaded by uh, Greg Allen, not kind of, kind of doing his thing, and Sanchez and Torres kind of figuring it out, and Cole, Cole being. Do you want to call this a complete game? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say jokingly. <laughs> <laughs> he he went six innings, and hey, he threw to Gary too, by the yeah. way. And you know, hey Garrett, you know, you're, you're still Garrett Cole, even though if you throw to Gary. <laughs> it yeah. was funny. It was funny in the post game press conference. Garrett was like, he was given like one word answers. So it's like. Like how do you how do you think it went with Gary uh, tonight? He's like, it went well, and that was it. <laughs> it's like, like, dude, you could throw to him, man. <laughs> he just did it. Yeah, um, I. Uh... Yeah. So, um, Red Sox fans were not happy with like just the decisions made in this game. Um, 
They were mad at the umpires. They were mad at the rain delay. They were mad at the rain ending the game. <laughs> yeah. And mad, mad at um mad at the the man. fan for hitting Verdugo with a ball. Uh, yeah. which I mean rightfully so, you know. But okay. I want to talk about the rain delay and the the umpiring and everything like that because it's not like the Red Sox haven't gotten some calls against the Yankees this year, you know, Rugnetto door, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there were check swings that Cole got, and they were talking about, oh, we had to – the only reason the Yankees won is because we had to pitch in the monsoon in the sixth inning. I mean, but Garrett Cole pitched through that monsoon in the sixth inning as well. Yeah. So, you can't really I mean, make that claim. Yeah. I mean, Verdugo hit with the ball. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I was I thought it was actually a really good move by Alex Cora to pull his team off the field as well. Like, I mean, that's something I would want to see Aaron Boone do. And, you know, the video came out. It was like, I, I don't – it's unsure if that kid did it on purpose, but he has been banned from all 30 Major League stadiums. Um, you know, whether you did it on purpose or not, you know, you can't hit a player throwing a ball back onto the field. So. Yeah, that, yeah, no, like no matter who the player is and like Verdugo is like a player who's extremely like, he's an awesome player. Like he's an awesome personality. He loves to talk with the fans. Like even like last time the Red Sox were in Yankee stadium, like he was chatting it up and, not like he's mic'd up. Yeah. And like he was just you know he was mic'd up last and... night too. You didn't hear much oh. from him. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So like it 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 seemed playful at the like earlier in the season when he was mic'd up and he it just seemed like he had a good personality about it and like embraced being part of this Yankee Red Sox rivalry. And that's like, that's really all you want for the players to really care about the rivalry because then it'll come out in the game. Yeah. That that's a little different. There's really no place for that by accident or not. You hit the player and that's not cool. And yeah, you gotta, you gotta protect the people that are playing the game. Yeah. And you, you think about it from Verdugo's point of view, you know, he's turned around and he doesn't see it coming. So, like, you don't – Yeah. I mean, that's – it is his workplace, you know, left field. And he's got to stand out there not knowing what the fans are doing behind him. I mean, if you get hit with a ball, I mean, that's got to be run through your mind as well Yeah. after that happens. I mean, it's not exactly the most fun situation to be in for him. Um, no. If someone came to your workplace and threw a ball at you – you wouldn't be happy about it either. That's yeah. That's yeah. about the if we want to make it a little similar there. It's yeah. a different workplace, but well, I mean, I don't know. Compare it to like I don't know if you work in an office and someone like comes over and knocks over your water bottle or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and spills it on your keyboard or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Just throwing something out there, but. You know, it, it did. It did make me laugh that Red Sox fans were so mad. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> About like, like they, okay, also I love I love when we hit short porch home runs against them because they get so mad about the stadium. Well, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, you got the you got the green monster that like gives, I don't know, gives maybe Raphael Devers twenty more doubles on a year than. than he would have. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like I feel like Red Sox fans really can't be angry all the time because every turn I every time I turn on a Red Sox game. There's at least two doubles off the green monster, and you're just like, "All right, like, come on." Yeah, that would be that would be fly balls. Uh, any other stadium, they'd, they'd <clears> be exactly. Hot. So, then, yeah. <laughs> what? What? what and you then also, about? last thing I'll say about the umpires is like, yes, Garrett Cole got some generous calls, and he got some generous. Uh, the check swings were close, but like they weren't. They were not swings. There were two. There were two of them. But Ivaldi, for those first like four or five innings, he was getting like he was getting the outside corner like he was getting inches off the plate, you know. Yeah. When, Ival- when a pitcher like Ivaldi, uh, like as good as he is now, gets yeah. that type of strike zone and he knows he can get that pitch, you can't hit him very well. Like you're not going to be able to hit him. And you know, if you give up a double to Greg Allen, and you give up a homer to Glaber Torres in 2021. Maybe you should have just gotten the lead after six innings and, <laughs> and, yeah. and not complained. <laughs> yeah. I. It had been interesting to see the nine innings of this game, but I was, I was kind of very yeah. happy it was cut off short. Not like as like... Uh... I, I got to be honest. I was hoping it would get called so they would get mad. <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> Like and then but, part yeah, and, of me is just like the Yankees struggles with leads yeah. of recent made me very uncomfortable. And like mm-hmm. I'll I'll take a Sanchez Torres back to back home run and call it a day any day of the week. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean with the with the roster we have right now, you take the wins anyway they come. Oh um, yeah. You know, I I mean I uh, obviously, I, I I would be mad if the situation was reversed, and the situation has been reversed this year. But you know, yeah, you know, I'm not like a win's a win. <laughs> yeah, uh, Greg Allen is the best player on the Yankees. He is going he broke to up be the no hitter. Yeah, that's. <laughs> He got on base. DJ hits him in, and that ties the game up. Yeah. And then, then you're looking at the back to back. Oh, I just put, pulled up his MLB page, and he looks so happy yeah. in his picture. <laughs> I'm happy. I, fo- for this guy. I followed him on Instagram the other day. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm I'm excited if he if he stays up. He he's the main. I was hoping that one of these AAA guys would kind of show out, and it it might be Greg Allen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and last last thing I want to touch on is like, yes, like the the guy deserves criticism for hitting Verdugo with the ball, but hey, let's let's not act like this is exclusive to Yankee fans as well. 
like which yeah. like some people have been doing that because you know whenever something like that happens it's an ex- like people hate the yankees and it, it's an excuse to act like the yankees have the only fans that are like that when meanwhile the red sox have had a guy jump in the bullpen try to fight jeff nelson years back a guy punched gary sheffield in the face while he was fielding a ball that was alive <laughs> during the game so you know I mean, Cubs fans have started, they started the whole throwing a ball back on the field thing, you know, and and part of the, yeah, part of the mind blowing thing for me was like, it wasn't a home run ball that was thrown back on Saturday. Like the guy got peer pressured into throwing a warm up ball back on the field, which is just, I mean, you you usually don't do that. You know, if if you don't (laughs) want the ball, if you don't want the ball, give it to the Red Sox fan that he was trying to throw it to, I guess, you know. Yeah, I remember. Like I said, I was um, I was out and around in Maine and traveling and stuff, and I didn't really have much cell connection. So I got like a notification saying, like a ball got thrown and hit for Dugo, and I was like, "What? Yeah, no one hit a home run today on the Red Sox. Like, why is why is there being a ball thrown?" So. I was awfully confused about that, but you know, there's a lot of sports fans that are kind of a little crazy and it's, it does happen in New York at times, but yeah. Happens in New York, happens in Boston, happens in Philadelphia. You know, we can't, I mean, who who knows the Philly with the, I, I mean, that happens before. I mean, throwing popcorn on, Russell Westbrook in Boston throwing a water bottle at Kyrie Irving and, you know. Yeah. I mean, it happens all over, you know. I, I, there's probably incidents with every fan base, you know. These, yeah. The bad apples ruin it for the rest of us. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're ready for game three? Yeah. This game kind of... I don't know, not the opposite of game one, but Yankees just kind of get a 9-1 lead and kind of, well, they get an early lead and kind of just hold on to it while adding on to it. And I think, like, this was just the overall good game for the Yankees. Like, Tyone is really, really starting to figure it out. I think he's... I think I saw that he's in you know, his last five games. He has like an under three ERA and four wins. Like, yeah, these last five games, Ty- Tyone has really been. He's been on fire, and I've really been excited because he's been someone that I've been waiting for to kind of figure it out. And it seems like he's he's there. He's figuring it out, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he has been figuring it out. I mean, he, um, I believe since that game in Philadelphia where he didn't get out of the first inning, um, if you take his just the game since then, his ERA is under three, I believe. You know, yeah, it's, I it's mean, like we, had, we had moments where we were like, oh, Tyone is nothing, you know. I mean, we can't really expect anything from him he's got like a 5.7 era and i mean it's down it's just going down and he's had 
he's had like what one bad game when Otani got him twice, you know, and, and that was it pretty much. And even that game was a win because of like I was mentioning earlier, the run support that he's been able to get yeah. in his wins where he can kind of feel at ease. Like he's gotten run support real early in his games and then mm-hmm. he's been able to pitch with what he's been given in a sense of he can mess around and figure more things out because he has the lead and he doesn't have to be worried about losing the lead or getting the game tied. He'll, he gets the big lead up early, kind of not a super big lead in this game, but yeah, he at least had the lead. Yeah. I mean, it was what two, nothing or or three, nothing for most of the time that he was in there. And then, um, yeah, he got pulled when it was three nothing. Um, I, I honestly think he got he got left in a little bit too, like a, a one or two batters too long because you know, third time through the order and you're pitching to Bogarts, you know that's a tough spot, especially yeah. for for Tyon. It, it's been tough for him. I mean, third time through for him against anyone has not been great this year, and third time through against the Red Sox, which, I mean, we've had we had a game earlier this year. Or we were up to nothing against the Red Sox. It was also a game on. It was a game on Fox, I believe, and they let him go third time through, and the yep. Red Sox ended up tying and tying the game, and ended, and Yankees ended up losing. Um, yeah. Something I noticed with with the Glaber home run, um, that's the first time I've seen him like open up and turn on an inside pitch since like 2019. I swear, like yeah. that's it's crazy um that, you know, that was, home run got me excited i was looking at um there was a grand slam that glaber hit against the red sox in 2019 where he like he he turned on it and hit it and like hammered it to left field and there were there was a two run two home run game that he had that year as well where he was just he he was very aggressive and opening like he was very aggressive opening up and turning on an inside pitch which he hasn't done and he hasn't done since then and that's the first time i've seen him do that in a long time so i mean the the home run on saturday was a really weird swing you know it, it almost looked like he popped it up and then <laughs> it got out so it was almost like that todd frazier home run against the astros yeah. but you know um, good, good to see Glaber doing stuff in a good way that we haven't seen in a while. So, you know. Yeah, Glaber is somebody that if he can start to figure things out as a Yankee fan, you start getting really excited because Stanton yeah. has been here and there and Judge has been steady, but and Gio has been playing amazing if if glaver can just figure it out and dj seems to be figuring it out and you start to get really excited yeah this the this was just a good team game by the yankees offensively odor two rbis lamar two rbis allen one rbi torres two rbis giddens one rbi like they just got it. They got it done. Stanton, another RBI. So, um, mm-hmm. I like the upward trajectory 
uh, the Yankees did get some of their signature plays of, you know, walking a guy in. So that's always cool. Yeah. That's the best Yankee run creator. Glaber's walk, Glaber's base loaded walk was a really great at bat too, which we haven't seen as, as much from him. So, you know, I mean, he had two other walks. I mean, he had two walks in that game as well. And, you know, he was, he's had consistently good at bats since the, the second half has started. And even going back to the Astros series. Yeah. I feel like I wasn't, I wasn't expecting an insane amount from this, from this series just because of all the COVID stuff and all the issues of that. But I was, I was pleasantly surprised with what happened. There was, I, I don't know. After Saturday, after they somehow got the win on Saturday, I just had a good feeling on Sunday that they would, I didn't think they would score nine runs, but I felt, I, I felt good yeah. about Tyone, and I felt like they could potentially get some runs off. Who was it? Martin Perez, who was pitching for the Red Sox. So it was good to see. Well, it was a fun game to watch and not, it was good to watch something without like being super nervous, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think, um, Having Chapman come in even with like a eight one mm-hmm. lead, like I I think that's fine. I I kind of saw a Twitter yeah. like going a little crazy about that, but I was like, that makes sense. You want that's exactly where you want him to pitch right now. <clears throat> to find himself again, and he he gave up the the first batter was a hard hit ball, but the second two batters was was it looks like normal Chapman again so yeah maybe he's not all the way back but maybe he's on the way so and and that's the thing you need to give him time to get back and on top of that he's a pitcher that kind of he likes to pitch frequently yeah you have to have you have to throw you have to let him pitch regularly for him to get back into a groove yeah and it's better than if you don't trust him right now Mm -hmm. Just let him pitch with very little consequences attached to it. Yeah. I mean, hey, even like I mean, there there will be games where like the Yankees are leading by one or two runs and they will just have to use them because yeah. the Yankees want to make a run, they need Araldus Chapman to be the closer and perform well. But that doesn't mean they can't use him. Hey, like maybe Maybe if they're down a run in like the top of the ninth or something like that, maybe have him throw the ninth, even in, even there. Like just get him back, get him working well again. You know. Yeah. Just have to, you know, figure figure out where to put him so that he can start getting back to yeah. what we know Chapman is. Anything else on this game, or are we ready to get to our weekly awards? I think that's all I have. All right. So if oh, you couldn't oh week ahead. Oh. So next week Yankees will be playing well starting tomorrow. They have two games against the Phillies and then another four game set in Boston against the Red Sox. Ugh. I have written down like with the roster that we have currently, you know. This weekend was great, but you're 
you're still just hoping to tread water. Um, it, it would be yeah. nice to sweep the two game series against Philadelphia, which I think is doable. Um, that it is a tough lineup to go against though. So it, it'll be, it'll be interesting because their pitching isn't great and their bullpen is bad, but, um, you know, Joe Girardi coming back to New York in front of the fans the first time. Um, yeah. And then it, it, say if they do, if they are able to take two against Philadelphia, then I'm cool just taking two in Boston, to be honest. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, if they can, t- if they could, man, if they split and then they take three in Boston. You know, if they split Philly and then take three in Boston, that would be awesome because you know. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now, like, if they have a good week, and then they get healthy, and then they win the Rays series after that, they got an easy schedule coming up, and then the rest of the division is playing each other, and they'll be beating each other up, and who knows? You're gonna be there's a there's a potential window where the Yankees can gain a lot of ground on everyone, including the Red Sox. So yeah, I'm not going to jump the gun and say we're going to in the AL East or anything, but you know, there is a window of possibility for the Yankees to make things really interesting in, in August, you know, that's why this week, this, this series, this last series and this week is so important because, you know, it, it puts them in a position where they're like, okay, we are in a position where we can buy at the deadline. Now we can supplement our team with better players and equip them to go on a run against some teams that we should beat, which is like the Marlins, the Orioles, the Mariners, the Royals, the, those yeah. are teams you should beat. Um, so, you know, these are, these next three series are, are huge for the Yankees. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely on board board with you on that to get to to get into that easy stretch on a hot note. I think because of the roster that we have right now, if we were to go three and three and be talking next Monday, I I yeah. I, I would call that a success. Like mm-hmm. just kind of treading water. Maybe some people start coming back and start to figure it out like wise goes already on his way back. And that's, that's really good news. Yeah. Um, so to get to Yankees of the week, I have a, I have Greg Allen because, you know, I talked about him this whole podcast, some last podcast, like he's, he's batting 500. His O his OPS is over one, three hits, three runs, an RBI, and a stolen base. I know it's an extremely small sample in six at bats, but he is a Yank- He's a Red Sox killer, and uh, he he had a really good series. I hope that when he goes to Fenway, he continues to be Yankee killer, and uh, maybe he'll be my Yankee of the week again. Yeah. Um, I'm taking oh man I'm taking the Brian route this week and I'm picking someone in the minor leagues and um, 
someone who throughout the whole all-star break and the Yankees COVID situation and the season looking bleak, the guy that the Yankee Yankee universe turned their attention to was Jason Dominguez. And he got called up to low A Tampa Tarpons, I believe. Uh, I forget. I don't, not sure if I'm pronouncing the name right, but he's played five games at low A so far. And that's, this is basically his only, he's been, this is his only time spent playing every day so far, basically. Um, yeah. So his first, he's 18 years old and playing every day for the first time. Five games, he's batting 400 with a 420, 429 OBP, 700 slogan, and an OPS over one. And a shout out, I'll, I'll give a shout out to the guy who's been posting all these video clips is um, Eli Fishman on Twitter. He's been posting every pitch that Jason Dominguez has been seeing. And um, it's been really cool to watch. Um, some funny moments have happened. He is really raw and can't really run the bases very well yet. <laughs> um, he hit a tr- he hit a triple and um, he he tumbled into third base <laughs> yep. and, he, and he got up and it was starting to laugh. He was laughing, but yeah, he um, you know he is really fast. He got the third base in eleven seconds, which and and his. 60 yard dash is like Billy Hamilton speed. You know? Yeah. So he's going to be really fun to follow. And when he gets called up to Hudson Valley, I will likely get out to a game and see him. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I saw him try to stretch a single into a double and got caught, but yeah. And, and the he, thing is he attempted and that's what gets he, me excited. Yeah. And, and he's in low A, so you can't really nitpick his base running too much, you know, <laughs> No, uh, I mean, if he learns how to, he he would have been safe on that uh, stretching to a double if he would have slid, you know. But he he can't really slide right now because he's very raw. But yeah. the, what you like to see is hit, he's hitting the ball very hard and he has good plate discipline as well. Yeah, he's like seventeen or eighteen, right? Like he's eighteen. Yeah, like I'm. Um... It's it's fine. As you know, I'm a big basketball fan, and so like, there's he he oddly reminds me of this random, not random player, but uh, this player on the Blazers, Anthony Simons. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, heard the name. Yeah, like he's 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 like a seventh eighth man off the bench for the Blazers. Like he's like a shooting guard. But he was he was super young and he had like all the raw ability, and then like he didn't play like a minute or barely any time in like his rookie year, and then like NBA Twitter was going crazy with like all these workout videos he was doing and like shoot arounds and practices like with like other NBA players and he was like cooking and everyone was like oh Anthony Simon season and so now he's like this random. NBA Twitter fan favorite like yeah. that that's what Jason Dominguez randomly reminds me of but anyway to get to get to my Yankee of the week it's uh it'll be Yankee Monty hopeful. Yankee hopeful oh my gosh yeah my Yankee hopeful will be Monty run support I don't it's not a specific person it's not a 
it's not really specific anything. It's more of like, I really hope someone gets Monty some run support because he's having a great year and he's probably going to pitch next time around in Fenway. And it'd be really nice if that was a win. Cause you know that the Yankees are going to throw it all out there for cold day. And you would hope that Monty or Tyone could get you another win. So you can at least split the series. And I really want Monty to be that guy. Uh, I just found the stat. What a yes put up. It said zero run support in the last five starts. Last run was June 15 at Blue Jays. So it's been a while. I would like to see him get some help. He's been one of my favorite Yankees since he's been called up. And yeah, get Monty some run support some way, somehow. Yeah. I mean, you got to take advantage of the good starting pitching appearances yeah. that you get as a team. Um, my Yankee hopeful is someone who I would have picked as my Yankee of the week. If not, if I didn't pick Jason Dominguez and I'm going with uh, Glaber Torres. Um, he had a good, good Astro series and good picked up where he left off and had a good Boston series. Um, looking for him to just continue that trajectory because I mean out of any player that you could choose to have a rebound in the second half you'd probably choose Glaber and I'm hoping the adjustments he's made uh, are going to lead to that yeah Glaber Torres I'm I'm excited for Glaber Torres if he could start to figure some things out because DJ has been DJ's, DJ's been, been good solid. for about a month now. Yeah, I think I saw that uh he has the longest on brace on base streak in the MLB right now. Yeah. Like 30, 30 games. So let's go, DJ. Um anything else you want to say? No, just hoping for another good week and uh let's go yanks (laughs) let's go yanks and that's that's just how we'll end this week's podcast uh thank you for listening uh best wishes to brian who's out there somewhere driving an rv around uh can't wait till you're back um definitely go check out all our stuff and the new york sports nation.com uh let's go yanks and thank you for listening